If you have your Bibles with you, will you turn to the Gospel of Luke? The Gospel of Luke, the 18th chapter. The 18th chapter, beginning at the 31st verse. We're going to read four verses. And as I shared with you this morning, I'm uh, reading from the New Revised Standard Translation of the Bible. It may be just a little different from your translation, but it won't be much. So if you don't mind standing for the reading uh, from the Gospel. Again, um, Luke 18, uh, beginning at the 31st verse. That's all right. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be handed over to the Gentiles, and he will be mocked and insulted and spat upon. After they have flogged him, they will kill him, and on the third day he will rise again. But they understood nothing about all these things. In fact, what he said was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, we want to pay special attention to verse 31. I'm going to read that verse one more time. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. We want to use for a subject this evening the brave friendship of God. The brave friendship of God. Oh, the bravery of God in trusting us. Yes, the bravery of God in in trusting us. Bravery stems from the word brave. Webster says brave, not afraid, having courage to dare. Yes, God dared to allow us to be his children. Isn't that something? Do you say, but he, God, has been unwise to choose me because there is nothing good in me and I have no value. That is exactly why he chose you. As long as you think you are of value to him, he cannot choose you 
And guess what? He cannot use you. Because you have purposes of your own to serve. Until we deny ourselves and take up our cross daily and follow him, then we are not going to be much use to God. But if you will allow him to take you to the end of your own self-sufficiency, then he can choose you to go with him to Jerusalem. Remember that verse? The 31st verse? What Luke said? Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem. And everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. And that will mean the fulfillment of purposes which he does not discuss with you. Huh? Oh, yes. He takes us to places that sometimes we would rather not go. Is that right? Oh, yes. And we have to deal with people that sometimes we would rather not deal with. Oh, oh hallelujah. But because we are his, we have to go anyway and represent him in what? In spirit and in truth. Oh, hallelujah. We tend to say because a person has natural ability, he or she will make a good Christian. How wrong we can be sometimes. It is not a matter of equipment, but a matter of our poverty. And I'm not talking about lack of money. Because I'm not talking to people right now who don't have no money. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, now, now don't get me wrong. I, I was in Peoria for 10 years. So, I, I know some of you. <laughs> yeah. So, the, the poverty that I'm talking about is a poverty of spirit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Not a poverty of material things. Yeah, because I know you got plenty material things. Not of what we bring with us, but of what God puts into us. Huh? Not a matter of our natural virtues, of strength, of character or of knowledge or of experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of that is of no avail in this concern. The only thing of value is being taken into the compelling purpose of God and being made his friends. Mm. 
the brave friendship of God. If you would uh, turn with me now to 1 Corinthians, take a moment and find 1 Corinthians, Mm -hmm. the first chapter. Go down to the 26th verse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go down to the 31st verse. But we want you to see these words of, of Paul and hear, and hear these words. And they will be very familiar to you because I know that you are Bible students. I, I know that. Yes. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters, Not many of you were wise by human standards. Mm -hmm. Yes, if you think about it, say, consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Mm. Not many were of noble birth. Mm. Uh, Yes, and we, we know that, at least I know about my birth. Now, now, of course, some of us are, were born from different circumstances. Oh, hallelujah. But, but, but the thing is, I was born. Yeah. And not only was I born, but God allowed me to become his child. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, hallelujah. I, I, don't, I ought to take a, a few seconds and shout. Because he's been so good to me. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world. Things that are not to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. Do you all remember the prophecy from Isaiah about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Isaiah 53, beginning at the first verse, he says, Who has believed what we have heard? Who has believed what we have heard? And to whom has the arm of the Lord Mm -hmm. been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. Mm -hmm. He had no form of majesty that we should look at him. He's prophesying about Jesus. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by others. A man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity, or the King James would say, acquainted with grief. And as one from others whom others hid their faces, he was despised and we held him of no account. Surely he has borne our infirmities. Mm. 
and carry our diseases. Oh, hallelujah. I testified this morning about how the Lord had restored me from a stroke. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Yes, he, he, has, he has borne our in infirmities. Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. Oh, hallelujah. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Oh, hallelujah. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God. And righteousness. The only way that we could live righteous is by following Jesus. We do not have the power to live righteous on our own. Nothing but the grace of God that allows us to live a righteous life. He is responsible for our sanctification. If you want to live holy, then you have to walk with Jesus. Because we cannot live holy by ourselves. Oh, yes. I remember about maybe six or seven years ago now, y'all know ones from Bethel, I used to walk a lot. And I remember one day taking my walk, and I heard a voice say to me, You need to learn and understand what it means to be holy. What it means to live holy. Yes, and hallelujah. And from that time on, I've been trying to learn what it means to live holy. Oh, hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, holiness is not a denomination. Holiness is a walk with Jesus, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, day by day. Oh, hallelujah. Some of us have given holiness over to the Pentecostals. No, my brothers and sisters, if you are a child of God, then you need, we need, we need to be trying to walk in holiness and understand what holiness is all about. Because Jesus came and died for us to live holy. Oh, hallelujah. Don't get mad at the preacher because that's what the Word says. Yes, sir. Talked about him being born of a virgin. And one of the names for him They shall call him holy. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy. And he shared our redemption for us. In order 
that as it is written. Mm -hmm. Let the one who boasts, yes. boast in the Lord. We talked about today also sharing your testimony. Yes. If God has done anything for you, come on, come on. be willing to share your testimony yes. with others. Don't mind bragging on the Lord. Yes. Don't mind boasting about what God is doing yes. in your life. God's friendship is with people who know their poverty. Yes, people who understand who they are. He can accomplish nothing with the person who thinks that he or she is of use to God. As Christians, we are not here for our own purpose at all. Some of us remember, I think, the first sentence of Rick Warren's book. Y'all remember that book? One of the first sentences says, it's not about you. Yes, hallelujah. And I think we, as Christians, we forget that sometimes, that, that, that it's really not about us. It's about the one who has died for us, the one who allows us to be us. Yes, that's, that's who it's truly about. We are here for the purpose of God, and the two are not the same. We do not know what God's compelling purpose is, but whatever happens, we must maintain our relationship with him. Yes, we must never allow anything to damage our relationship with God. But if something does damage it, we must take the time to make it right again. Yes. That's very important, my brothers and sisters. And, and the folk from Bethel know there was one Sunday that I had to call one of the church members down in the front. And I had to apologize to her. Yes, because we had spoken some words that was unbecoming. Yes. And uh, I remember Miss Paula Harry was on the piano. And I remember her playing this song. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. Yes. And I said, Lord, you know I want to be a Christian in my heart. So I had to call this lady down front. And I apologized to her in, in the company of everybody who was there. Oh, hallelujah. And told her that I was sorry. Hallelujah. Because I could not preach the gospel with, with the power that God wants me to preach the gospel. If I got a problem with somebody, I don't need no hindrance between me and the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. When, it, when it's come time to living holy and living for Jesus. Whatever you have to do. Do it to get it right. And keep it right. Oh, hallelujah. Keep it right. The most important aspect of Christianity is not the work 
we do. But the relationship we maintain and the surrounding influence and qualities produced by that relationship. That is all God asks of us to give our attention to. And it is, one, it is the one thing that is continually under attack. Yes, because the more we try to do right, seems like the more Satan gets on our trail. Oh, yes. But that's the nature of this walk with him. But it's so important for us to keep that relationship right because other people are watching us. They watch us closer than they watch anybody else. Yes, because we claim to be followers of Jesus. We claim to be Christians. So in, in order for us to live up to the expectation that Jesus has placed on us, that means we should try to do the best that we can each day of our lives and to represent Jesus the very best we can wherever we are. I don't care if you're sitting down there at the what? Elks Club. And, and you say that you know Jesus, then your behavior ought to act like it. Yes. I, I saw a lady who was here uh, at the morning service, and I said, uh, I know your face. She said, yes, uh, I, I, I'm down at the Elks, because, you know, you will come down there and do the blessings for when they had dinner, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. So I know about the Elks. Yes. And, uh, and I told her to tell my friend, Tommy Kaysen, hello. But wherever you're at, at the ball games, over there on the Casino Queen, wherever you're at, Because I had church members that went to the Casino Queen. And I know they went over there. But if you're over there, make sure that your light is shining. And, and not only the lights on that clean, 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 clean. In other words, we have to keep our relationship and friendship with God and His Son right. Yeah. Yeah. And everything and, and everybody else will be all right. Yes, sir. If you keep your relationship with Him right, mm. then you won't have to worry about a thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. 
you'll be able to sleep better at night. As long as your relationship with him is right. If your relationship with him is right, then you'll be able to get along with everybody else. I don't care how many people that you meet. When you treat a person like Jesus wants you to treat that person, you'll be all right. The good Lord has blessed me while I was in Peoria. I got to meet people from all walks of life. Yes, the Lord blessed me to be able to do that. Uh, this, this man uh, who walked around Peoria uh, all muddy and dirty sometime, uh, uh, Mr. Willie York. Yeah, yeah, y'all call him Babra. Is that right? Oh, yes. Yes, every once in a while, I would have conversations with Babra. And Babra told me one time, he said, Reverend, don't you tell people that you talk to me. Because, because he felt that if I did, some of y'all would think I was crazy too. <laughs> yes, and I, I, I didn't go around broadcasting it. But every chance, every time I had a chance to talk to that man, I talked to him. Because that man has some wisdom in his spirit. So every once in a while, if you see him and you're not afraid, go up and speak to him. Sit down and talk with him just a few minutes. That man can tell you some things that will help you. Let me tell you, I know we're going to quit, but when I was asked to come to the cabinet by our bishop, Babra was out there in the county jail at that time. And I went out there to see him. And I went out there to tell him that the bishop had appointed me to serve with him and that I would be leaving Peoria. And he said to me, he said, no one person made that decision. Yes. And he was right. Because when the bishop chose me, the other cabinet members had to affirm me. Otherwise... I would not have been there. But that's what Babra said to me. Yes. And I understood what he said. And he said, he said, you be careful. He said, because there's a lot of people who don't like it that you're in that position. He said, because some of them feel like they should have been there. I'm telling you what Babra told me. So when you see him, you tell him, Rev. Wilson said, hello. Join our Zion Baptist Church 131st church anniversary. May the Lord God bless you real good.